0: Okay. Uh, hey man. Oh, hey. Cheers. Oh. Me. <laughs> Most. Most. <laughs> <laughs> what are
1: you cheers?
0: Cheers. Cheers, man.
1: Make. <laughs> Me. I me. you were pretty badass. I, I would, I would, I would like, I would love that version. Yeah, we can make that happen. How you been, Jake? Doing okay. Uh, wel- welcome back. Welcome to season three of Sipping Memos. I'm Jake. Yeah,
0: I'm Elliot, and this is a show where Jake and I talk about '90s uh, radio rock and electronica over beverages, and mostly talk about movies and stuff and shit like that. Uh, uh, uh what, what are you sipping on over there, Jake?
1: So I tried something new this week. Um, I stopped at the liquor store and picked up a four-pack of Elenita Sparkling Mescal Pineapple Jalapenos. Uh, uh, I don't know if it's like a seltzer, but kind of like a seltzer.
0: Okay. That sounds similar to my spicy ranch water, which I'm sipping on again.
1: Oh, you can't go wrong with the spicy ranch water. It's like my favorite.
0: I don't know Why? It's like so deeply refreshing to me. 100% agave, lime juice, jalapeno. Uh, uh, that's, that's just where I want to be, I don't know.
1: You gotta have that agave. Totes, uh, my goats. Okay. How has 2022 been so far for you? Um, it's been all right, how was your New Year's? It was good, uh, low-key, um, yeah. meaning we just watched Loki on Disney totally. Plus the entire time. <laughs> Mine was pretty
0: hawkeye E.
1: Oh, nice. <laughs> You know, I was hoping for a real uh, Falcon Winter Soldier e kind of night, but you know.
0: <laughs> oh boy, all the racial tensions and political intrigue. I don't know if you want that for a New Year's Eve. Okay, <laughs>
1: <laughs> like the best kind of night. Um, no, I, <laughs> it was great. We, um, my fiancé, got me Simpsons Monopoly uh, for Christmas, so we played huh? Simpsons Monopoly we went and, and you me. didn't,
0: and you didn't break up. Uh, the marriage is off because you played Monopoly together, right? <laughs> That's like the IKEA of board <laughs> games, dude. I've never played Monopoly without getting in a fight with someone. <laughs> really?
1: It was like a family destroyer. It was. It, like, was, uh, it was. we. It, it was. It was a lovely time. It was. Um, the the pieces were like uh, favorite Simpsons characters. I was um, Kang, the alien. Um, oh, nice! Um, it was a blast, and um, we kind of like realized it was like a minute till midnight uh, last minute. Cause I I, I just happened to look at, look at my phone and was like, Oh my gosh, we got 45 seconds left. And so it was one of those things. Um, but it was great. How was yours?
0: Mine was all right. I hung with my family for a bit earlier in the evening. Then I boogied out of there and, and came, uh, back to my lovely complex and saw all my friends here. And we kind of, we shot Roman candles into the pool (laughs) and, uh, and stayed up way too late. I, uh, and, then, and a friend and I hung out and watched Four Rooms at like four in the morning. Have you seen Four Rooms, dude? What is this? Um, it's Tim Roth is the bellhop for this hotel, and there's four different rooms it goes into. And each, it's like a, it's four different stories, and each story is directed by a different director, including Quentin Tarantino, Robert Rodriguez, and uh, two others. <laughs> but, uh, So each room he goes into is like a different story, it's all kind of wacky and wild and it's like hilarious. And also it gets a little twisted and violent and all that. But it's it's very very good. I recommend.
1: Oh, it looks like it takes place on New Year's Eve.
0: It's a New Year's Eve story. Yeah, which I had forgotten. It was like legit four in the morning. And so like we stayed up way too late. But like uh, yeah, I've forgotten it's a New Year's Eve thing. So it's like the whole night, it's all one night, and he's counting down to the New Year's Eve. Um, it's pretty cool. And Tim Roth is like doing this like really like you don't you never you never see him in a comedic role, really, but he's being very like Jerry Lewisy and like uh, uh, Peter Sellersy and stuff like that. It's just it's very good.
1: Very cool. Madonna's in this too.
0: Oh, Madonna's in it. She's one of the witches. When she goes, he goes into a room and that there's like a coven of witches that are doing
1: this thing. It's very really
0: interesting. Yeah.
1: i can add that to my list. Um, speaking of speaking of movies, yeah. Um, how are you liking Shutterbox? Letterbox. Letterbox.
0: I I just joined it. Um listeners it's like, it's like a music uh, or sorry a movie review app where like you can just as you watch movies or go through this list and like but but uh yeah it's cool i i signed up because uh some uh, you know i kept on hearing about it and like some podcasters and like movie critics that i enjoy are on it and and i wanted to follow them because they do like funny reviews and stuff like that and it's a cool way to like rate movies and like and like oh i forgot about that one i need to watch that or whatever so yeah it's cool how long have you been on there um, probably about a year. I thought you had, like, 1,400 movies rated or
1: something like that. Yeah, I, you know, I love categorizing things. Like, um, so I'm, I'm on Discogs, like, all the time. hmm um, I just, I, I love being able to, like, note things and, like, be able to, like, lo- log in and see, oh, do I have this? Okay, okay cool. What Learning about my records and writing about where I found them. So I love that stuff. Uh, so letterbox is like right up my alley. Um, yeah. Cause it's kind of like, cause you, you know, you watch movies, you know, your whole life. And you kind of like, how, how many movies have I seen? You know? And it's kind <laughs> of like a neat way to like, be like, that's pretty cool. You know, like I, have I spent a lot of time watching movies. It's like a yeah. simple little pledge.
0: Um, I need to get that Discogs app and then do alphabetization of my record collection. And I want to, like... If you have the Discogs app, you can, like, scan the barcodes on these things and, like, it it pops up. You don't have to, like, search in by that serial number, which I know can be, like, insane. Uh, But I would love to, like, have a log of everything I have right now.
1: Like, because that'd be great. Yeah, I um, I remember when Discogs didn't have an app and you would have to, like, sign in through, like safari on your phone and you'd have to oh it was brutal that was like I, i'm talking about like being able to like pull up the world wide web on your phone and uh, being inconvenienced by time but it was hard
0: <laughs>
1: yeah it was rough
0: back in the day uh, I, I ran the discog store for a while and that was it, it, like because we would i was working at a record uh, distributor and like and you know it's all like electronic music and stuff like that it was very fun it was like one of the best jobs i've ever had but like, And I had to, like, maintain the library, which was so cool. It was basically a record library. And it was the best. But, like, you know, and then keeping things on the Discogs page and all that and, like, up to date. And, like, when we sell out of things, I have to take them down and put them back up and all this. Uh, oh, man, it was fun. That's cool. But, but like, brutal. Because if you get the, like, the wrong release, of the spe- specific release of a certain record wrong, like, people will get pissed and, like, oh, that's not the right one, blah, blah, blah. But, Yeah. yeah. Is it really near mint? Okay, let's you know, like that.
1: <laughs> Speaking of your letterbox, have you seen anything cool lately that you that you will add on there?
0: Well, I saw the new Matrix. I saw the Matrix so Resurrections. Have you seen it yet?
1: So I didn't see it, but I saw I saw the Honest trailer. Uh, this you, you watch these you, the Honest trailers on YouTube? Yeah. Why'd you spoil it for yourself? Uh, because I because you had said it was like so-so. I I was kind of,
0: I was kind of, well, I've like read and listened to some reviews about it that people seem to like it, but I'm like, maybe I'll give it another spin. But I didn't really care for it. I was like, wow, they. uh."
1: Is it like a meta thing where? Oh, very much.
0: Yeah, very much. I, I, I said like it looks like Keanu Reeves is playing can Reeves type, like a, like a, like a, uh, like an actor or something like that, yeah. which would make sense. Cause if you recall in the first matrix, when, um, is it Cypher? He's like eating the steak scene, the, the famous steak scene. He's like, I want to be someone important, like an actor. Uh, I was like, oh, maybe maybe that's Keanu's blue pill reality or whatever, but he's actually like a game designer just in close enough celebrity game designer already makes, makes something called the matrix. And, and like, that's. And then he's like pulled into his manager's office, which is agent Smith apparently, but it's a different actor. Uh, God knows. Um, and like, they're like, we Warner brothers They say Warner brothers is demanding a sequel to the trilogy. And like, and they're going to do it with or without us. And Kano's like, wait, can they do that? So it's like a meta narrative of why they even made the movie in the first place.
1: Huh.
0: So it's like, we better do it because if we don't do it, someone else will do it. And we want to, uh, maintain in. creative control. Oh. It's really,
1: it's very odd. <laughs> yeah, I it, it kind of sounds like. Uh, did you ever watch? I mean, are not a big slasher guy, but did you ever catch uh, a new nightmare, the Freddy Krueger movie? That's like super meta.
0: Is that the one where they're all playing themselves and like Freddy breaks into the real world or something? Yeah. Like that? Um, I never, I never saw it, but I know like the premise clearly, uh, and that sounds dope. So maybe I should check that one out.
1: It's it, it's neat and it it, it kind of it's like there's a demon who assumes like the identity of Freddy Krueger and it's Heather Langenkamp who played uh, who played the heroine in the original 1984 movie and the the demon is attacking her and her son Miko Hughes and it's it's very and there's like they're doing interviews about Freddy Krueger and it's it's very very interesting um i i need to give i need to give the matrix matrix forward a, a shot i mean so you know actually <laughs> i didn't i didn't realize that our, one of our artists tonight uh was the soundtrack for a um very pivotal um scene in, in one of the matrix sequels which i'm sure we'll talk about but uh yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I didn't remember that either, but I, and I, I actually forget. I had just seen that on the, on the wiki today, but I
1: forget which song it was Zion. Um, Yeah. So I, I want to say, I want to say it was the scene, the, the song performed, which we can get about this when we talk about more about fluke, but I think it's the song when it's like the big, like Zion, like crazy dance party scene. <laughs>
0: Oh, the, the rave scene? I think so. Hmm. I always said that was Junkie XL. I know Junkie XL scored the highway chase. I believe. In revolutions. Revolutions. Revolutions.
1: I actually. Oh, you, you know what? I uh, We started watching Yellowstone. Have you seen this? Well, I keep hearing about it. What is that about? It's a... Uh... So it's kind of like it's so it's Kevin Costner, um, oh. and uh, he's. It, it takes place in Montana, so it's like beautiful, and he owns like this like he owns the biggest like ranch in Montana, and like the the government, and like contractors, uh, and like a tribe of um, Native Americans are trying to like come in on his like on his land and like build like condos and like build like highways through it stuff like that and so it's like it's kevin costner like trying to like fend for his land um but it's like super super i'm not doing it justice uh but it's like super violent um and like really intense so it's just like a bunch of like crazy cowboys like killing each other uh So I need to say I've been on a big like Costner kick. <laughs> Costner okay. Kick. And so I, I bought the untouchables. Did you ever see that one? Oh boy.
0: Um Ryan De Palma. De Palma. Uh, I don't know if I have seen it actually.
1: It's a good one. Um, it's, a uh, it's De Palma and it's the story of Elliot Ness and his, his team of untouchables, uh, and they, as they, like, take down Al Capone.
0: Oh, oh, oh okay, okay.
1: Uh, Sean Connery's in it. He, won, oh, he shit. won his first and only Oscar um, for his for his role. Um, super oh, wow. great. It, it's almost like a play. Uh, and I, I just – super violent. and I, I love it. So I watched that today, and it was really good being able to revisit that one. Um, but besides that, I've actually been – Visiting the comic book shops lately. Okay. I, as we mentioned last time, that damn Spider-Man No Way Home just got a, got its hooks in me.
0: Yeah, did you pick up more of the Spider-Man books? I did. <laughs> Don't sound so disappointed in yourself. That's cool. Are you are you, are you trying to like find a certain runs or 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 anything you can find or what?
1: So, I think I told the story a c- couple episodes ago, but. Back in – I did my research. So back in 2010, I had to let go of a number of my Spider-Man books. Yeah, heartbreaking. I I could not remember how many there were. That's the thing. I was like, oh, maybe it was like 20. Like, that's fine. I I found the invoice from 12 years ago now. Uh, I sold something like 60-plus comic books for like $25.
0: Oh, that, that that breaks my heart because, like, I, I understand I've been there too. Like, you need you need the gas money or whatever the hell. But damn, like, just hang on to them. God damn it, it's, it breaks my heart.
1: Yeah, and ah, uh, and I'm just, I wish I could go back and be like, why did I do that? You know, like, I obviously yeah. needed the cash.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but so, like, I'm just like, okay, like, so that's my goal. I want to buy. I want to track down and find those those books because they, yeah. Made, they meant so much to me and having them back is, is important to me because, you know, I want to be able to, you know, pass them down if, if, you know, my kids someday want them, you know, like, so that's what I've been doing. But there's a new, um, there's a new series right now. It's like the, it's like the event going on. It's called Devil's Reign. Okay. Uh, I just started it. Uh, so basically the premise is the Kingpin is elected mayor of new york okay and he hires villains to be like his police force to go after um superheroes cool so that's where and, and then i think he gets the powers of uh Zabedai Kilgrave, killgrave aka the purple man okay
0: oh uh, wow Wait, yeah kingpin
1: does i think that's what's going to happen
0: oh okay wow
1: so i'm like that's that's and I, I love the kingpin i think he's one of my favorite favorite yeah characters.
0: kingman's dope um, and purple man like I, I hadn't heard of that character until uh, jessica jones yeah same but uh but that, that was phenomenal Tenet, yeah
1: yeah i'm hoping i'm hoping they'll bring her into the mcu sounds like that's, that's what
0: they're doing um if they're bringing charlie cox matt murdoch into it and d'onofrio to, um the next step would be you know getting her and uh iron fist and or
1: nick is that his name no (laughs) it's cage isn't it
0: (laughs) yeah um
1: what's it oh my god it's not it's not nick cage not nick fury i'm embarrassing myself right now (laughs) i am too because
0: i can't remember it uh (laughs) luke cage Luke Cage, yes. <laughs> Who yeah. Nicholas Cage based his name on? That's true. Yeah, Nick Cage, big comic book guy, and likes the name Cage.
1: I I wonder if they'll like if they're gonna fit him in because he's such a huge comic book nerd. Well,
0: Who would you want Nicolas Cage to play in the
1: MCU? Oh man, uh, I I don't even know him. Multiple the, the, man, so there could be a lot of him. <laughs> Okay,
0: I like that. There's rumors that um, who's the guy that's awesome in Walking Dead, and he was in Boondock Saints. Um,
1: oh, Norman Reedus.
0: Norman Reedus. There's there's rumors that Norman Reedus might be Ghost Rider, the new Ghost Rider in the MCU.
1: Oh, I'm cool with that. I like it. Yeah, I, he's, he was awesome in Blade Blade Two. What's the next MCU
0: coming out? Okay, okay, we got Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Directed by Sam Raimi. That's the next one that's coming out, right?
1: I saw this. I saw. I, I should have texted it to you, but it was. It was the. It was the the poster, the original poster from Evil Dead, with like the girl reaching towards the sky and the, the hand around her throat. Uh huh. But it was it was um, Scarlet Witch. Oh, that's and dope. She had the hand it, like someone was choking her out, like the the zombie was, or or the. That's cool. I know. I'm like, oh. So. I'm excited for that one. I mean, I, the the first Doctor Strange was visually stunning and satisfying. Yeah. Uh, but I don't, I don't know. I, I I just need them to drop. Uh, I just need them to drop. Um, uh, Kis, K- Krasinski as uh Reed Richards, like, come on, give it.
0: And, and Emily Blunt as uh, Invisible Woman.
1: I would, I would die. Like, I, I would, I would literally just my head would explode.
0: That'd be so perfect. Who, we've talked about like who we want as the thing, but who would you want as Torch? Well, Because, you know, the, the Mark Watts, is it Mark Watts? The guy that has done all the Spider-Man movies is doing Fantastic Four. Everyone wants Krasinski and Blunt to be Mr. Fantastic and Invisible Woman, but who would, who would our Torch be? Yeah, that's a tricky one because you, like, you need like a, you know, kind of a snarky, funny guy.
1: You know, you know who it should be? It should be the kid who plays Justin in Stranger Things. Oh, which one's Justin? The kind of, the dorky, the dorky kid. Oh, I'm sorry. Dustin. Dustin. Uh, Gatton Matarazzo. Not the real young kid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just like, I'm sure he's had a growth spurt. Or maybe even Charlie Heaton. This kid's 11. Joe Keery. <laughs> The guy that plays Steve, he would make a good Johnny Storm. Love that
0: guy. Love Steve. Uh, that'd be great. Okay, I'm into that. That'd,
1: like be cool. that. that'd be cool. That'd be cool. I like. That. Um, but no, I'm I'm very excited because the Fantastic Four is like they're one of those, they're one of those scenes They're like a pillar of, of Marvel comics. But I yeah, I just missed it. You know, like in in the books growing up. You know.
0: Uh, yeah, like there's been several Fantastic Four movies and they're all, I think they're all shit, but like it's odd that they can't nail it, you know, and people always point to like, uh, well, they made the Incredibles. That's basically what the Fantastic Four should be ideally. It's a family, a nuclear family that like, and the powers are even quite similar. Like, why can't you do that? I don't know. But I know, I think in Marvel Studios' hands, they'll do it, right? And I'm still waiting for an X-Men announcement. They got to do that
1: soon enough, right? Honestly, like, I, I totally, I totally uh, agree with you. After 17 years of Fantastic Four movies, you know, like the, the idea of them coming out, you know, with a good one, you know, I just, it just seems like a real, just seems like a real fluke. If you ask me. <laughs> I couldn't hear it in your voice, but you I were. was trying to, I was trying to hide my smile. <laughs> you know, you, were, you were
0: grinning ear to ear as you were looking and trying to remember the name of the band god damn it no,
1: no i was i was looking up to make sure i didn't make a make a jerk of myself
0: why because 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 you would have gotten the name wrong
1: no because i would have gotten like the meaning wrong
0: oh the meaning of the word fluke yeah i've been calling pantera slayer all week with my friends because i'm like oh do you guys like slayer i got to listen to slayer for this podcast that i do um but i'm like oh no shit it's Pantera. <laughs> oh, but anyways, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, so, Elliot's album this week, uh, he, he treated me to a delicious plate of risotto. I sure did.
0: Named after the dish. The album <laughs> Risotto by Fluke.
1: Jake, what'd you think? So, this one, I enjoyed it. Um,
0: oh, well, don't you dare. Oh, don't <laughs> you dare break my heart.
1: No, it was good. Uh, so, this one came out. It was 99. good. Your voice went
0: up. I don't like it. We're done here. End meeting. No,
1: I'm <laughs> I I think I I think I made the crucial mistake of listening to crystal method first uh-huh. and, then, and then getting into into risotto
0: this is kind um, of um the first note I wrote down it's kind of crystal method meets underworld like uh the, cause yeah, the song it, the, the tracks are longer and like the and they have an actual vocalist um unlike crystal method and it and the lyrics are similar to like what Underworlds Carl Hyde does with the kind of um stream of stream of thought, stream of consciousness kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, so there were similar like uh I definitely I liked the second half of of the album a little more. Really? Um, Yeah, I I felt like the production was a little bit more punchier, um, a little bit sharper. I thought the drums were, you know, maybe like uh equalized a little bit different or compressed a little a little different uh i noticed okay. that. Elliot tell me yeah about food. Where, where did you where did you discover this artist um this one kind of
0: fell across my plate uh let, let's see yeah they were um this album album is from 1997 it was released in astral works which put out a lot of uh, a lot of awesome stuff including like some chemical brothers releases and all that it's one of those groups that's a little mysterious they don't do a lot of interviews and all that um you can kind of track the different players because it's one of these things where they've, they've changed members over the years and and like you can really hear the difference in like the different albums on it but this one risotto i always thought was gorgeous uh i really dug it um when it came out it was one of these that you could like put it on your disc man and like take a walk around the block or walk around the neighborhood and like just like really this let it wash over you yeah I, the songs are a little longer than i remembered um but they really like kind of like you know, move in and out of these different phases and all that. I really enjoyed it. It's like this, um, you know, it's a little lower tempo. It's not like, um, like fast, you know, this is kind of like driving, kind of broken beat techno stuff. Um, But with these cool, like driving techno, like these cool, like uh, mysterious vocals over it where the guy, I forget his name, uh, is this like, kind of like, like whisper groaning Mike Turnier, Turnier, Turnier. Um, the vocalist on this album uh, is just kind of like whispering these tunes into the microphone and like, like doing like uh, doing these really interesting lyrics that like, me and my friends thought were like hilarious. King Kong in can on a date with Spider-Man Dan Dan sitting there scared by killer teddy bears. Uh, I still have them. One Jake of the
1: contest- one of the lyrics I, uh, on the opening let's see. on the absurd. opening
0: absurd. The opening track is absurd.
1: Um. It you didn't like, like absurd
0: the, or atom bomb?
1: I did like I did like absurd. Uh, one of the I think it was absurd, but one of, it sounds like he's saying anybody have the iPhone 2. Like I, that's what I was hearing. Like it was <laughs> <laughs> Anybody got the iPhone
0: 2. No, he's saying anyone with a heart votes love. Anybody with a heart votes
1: love. I was hearing anybody with the iPhone 2. <laughs> yeah,
0: because it was sponsored by Apple. Anybody with an iPhone 2.
1: But, but then I was like, I was like, oh, this thing came out in ninety seven.
0: Whoa! How <laughs> no. ahead of the time? <laughs> You've gotta buy an adapter. Facial recognition. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it isn't name check
1: and iPhone. It was ninety seven, baby. I it was like a real like Josie and the Pussycat's thing, it's like Break up the band. You're better off without them. Buy <laughs> Target. <laughs> I need to rewatch Josie and the Pussycat. Like, I, I I
0: i just I did a rewatch of,
1: of it so it's like fresh in my mind
0: <laughs> did you i yeah. saw in your letterbox you
1: rewatched uh, under siege oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that see be a lot of like question mark you're gonna be like oh, jake you know jake really likes his
0: oh no he's like campy,
1: campy stuff so Damn,
0: i love Under Siege. i like and i do like that we can spy on each other's viewing habits now yeah. um uh well, well i I had, I had i had high hopes that you would enjoy this one i think it's fantastic i think it's one of these uh kind of secret underrated uh, uh, Electronica albums from the 90s. Like, it doesn't get a lot of press, but I think it did fine, like, critically and all that. Um, yeah. But, like, we open up with Absurd, like, which is, has been in a bunch of stuff. Um, Atom Bomb, which was like, one of their bigger hits. Like, it's been in a bunch of video games, and I, I forget if, like, Absurd or Atom Bomb were in, like, Sin City, and I guess Matrix 2, and blah, blah, blah. But, like, beyond that, like, we get into, like, these really cool, like, I guess proggy Techno kind of uh, uh, jams like Squirt and Amp and Referendum and all that. They all they've got all cool names. Um, I've just always always done this one. It's a good good another good album to drive to. Uh, it, uh, Kitten Moon track 3 is so beautiful. Like there's like these odd like synth sounds that sound like whales calling to each other. I think it's gorgeous. Uh, it gets really lush. I think it's really beautiful. Um, I just think it's fantastic the the last track Goodnight Lover is like one of my favorites it's so fucking good I I think this one's like it's a real um, it's a real gem it's a real you know needle in the haystack of of a bunch of nonsense electronic music in the 90s Um, but you you said you liked the second half better
1: yeah you know and you know and it's not and it's not taking away anything from from the album because it is a very it's uh, it's warmer, uh, it, if, if that makes sense. Like the that that first half, especially, it's not as like punchy. It's it's a warmer experience. Like you mentioned, it's a little slower as well. Um, and that, I that's I think that's the perfect way to to describe it because listening to to like Vegas uh, by Crystal Method, you get like the opening track is like trip like I do, and it, like it just kicks in that what just like whoa. um it's faster it's, it's like punchier this is a this album is a lot more uh a lot warmer and i think it's it's actually a really good album to start the year off you know it's kind of like a it was lush it was almost it just it wasn't too in your face like like the way like someone might perceive like Vegas to be, you know. Um, mm-hmm. It was it was good. Like uh, I did, I did find myself gravitating more towards like the second half of the album. So I, I really enjoyed Amp. Yeah. Um, Goodnight Lover was one of my faves. With the bells, the bomb. Yes.
0: And then the horns, like I love that. I love it so much. It sounds like uh, almost like propeller headsy, but like the Spy horns and all that. Like, wum, bruh, bum, bum, bum.
1: which is the one? I should. I think I thought I wrote it down, but I guess I'm turning it real light in my. Yeah, the the drums and amp are my favorite things on the on the. Uh... And
0: there's some crazy like guitar and synth stuff going on in amp too. Like it's well titled, I think, they're doing like, a lot these of these cool guys are. Stuff.
1: These guys are recording their own instruments, right? They're
0: um. Boy, that's that's tricky. I don't really know. Because uh, uh, there's a few folks in the band. Let's see. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, Yeah, there's at least like three to four like rotating members. Uh, and then yeah, and then like the the lyricist who I appreciate a great deal on this one took off after this album and started his own thing called Syntax, which is actually pretty great if you're into the vocalist. Um, I would recommend this track called "Pray." Which is really good. It's a really good trance tune, actually.
1: Who? Gosh, I'm, tra- I'm totally drawing a to blank. Um, who was it that we were discussing, where I was commenting on the drums, and you were like, "No, they live recorded all those drums." Was it the propeller, propeller- heads? Propeller heads, yeah. You can hear the live drums on on amp. Uh, and yeah. I really, I've always been like a really big sucker for like, like really really utilizing the toms, you know.
0: Good Tom work, right? Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, uh, uh yeah. Uh, um. Wh- okay. Well, did you have like a favorite track on here?
1: Um. Probably amp. Um. Probably amp. Okay. That was my. That was one I really grav- gravitated towards. And then Kitten Moon was wonderful. Yes. Um. And absurd. I gotta give it to absurd. It's
0: absurd. Uh, I was I was curious because I thought maybe you would dig the um, after your after our top tens and all that. I know you like it. Doug, that because this is very crystal methody to me like the, the crispy production and all that but like with the uh, I don't know uh, did you just not like the vocals um hard to get into weird what
1: I think it was the way it was recorded okay go on
0: with his his whisper yell kind of thing
1: no I mean because the vocals I didn't I didn't really have I I, I didn't didn't really mind. I thought they were, I thought they were really interesting. Um, I just, maybe recording, record is like, not the right, but maybe mastered. Mm. I think like, especially, I I, I, I wanted it like, louder. I want it like a little bit more, because the songs definitely have this potential, but they were just like, they're, they're subtle, you know, and I, I come to, I think I've really come to find with, when it comes to my electronic like music preferences like i'm, I'm geared like I, I tend to like gear towards those like like crystal method you know where it's just like or like propeller heads where it's just like in your face you know <laughs> <laughs> okay
0: yeah yeah yeah. okay yeah there's a little more like i guess nuance here or subtlety or uh, even though like i'm certain, an anabomber pretty in- intense but like yeah it does then after those first two tracks that are vocal heavy and like you know, and almost sung structure heavy, like you know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, verse, chorus, like uh, um, it gets into like full on techno and you kind of go on a, a wild ride. Um, but the tracks get longer and then you're kind of just meant to like sit there with them and let them flow over you. Uh, but there is, I thought, what I thought, what I thought you would dig on mostly is the cool factor, like the cool, cool factor of this. Like it's very sleek production it and is, like- um,
1: It is a cool album. Yeah, um, it's, it's
0: cool, it's quite cool.
1: It like this, like you said, a good album just to put on while you go drive. Like I, I can certainly see myself returning to this one. Um, in the car. Um, I don't know if I would put it on while I'm getting ready to go out to do battle. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it's. Well, I will give it this. Where where Vegas, the songs tend to kind of, you know, not 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 like be repetitive this one but like there's a certain style to be found in all the songs risotto well, each song is different you know and i really like that Fluke did that um i think i think going into it i was expecting like vegas part two
0: uh-huh yeah um, yeah yeah
1: and was treated to something a little bit more subtle okay uh, so taking away nothing from from the listening experience i wasn't like, oh man, but not at all, not not in the least bit. But it was just, it was different from what I was thinking it was gonna be. Yeah. Okay. All
0: right. I'll, I'll take it. Um, <laughs> did you like? Did you like the album art?
1: You know, I, so I was listening to it on my phone, so I didn't really until right now. I didn't really get like a good shot of it. But is that? It's is it like a, a Kitchen Aid thing? It's a mixer, Jake. Oh, uh,
0: isn't that kind of clever?
1: Yes, that's pretty
0: good. <laughs> <laughs> and, and all the liner notes are like it's like just glory shots, glory shots, like big beautiful like high contrast shots of a of a kitchen mixer, uh, which I think is kind of clever, uh, and like beautiful. well designed and like yeah, because um, you look at it real quick, you're like, what is that? It just has these beautiful shapes on it. It's a it's a mixer, which I think is I think it's real clever and like one of my, one I think it's up there in my favorite album like art of the '90s electronica stuff.
1: It's it's definitely like. It's funny, like the album artwork, while the album itself is, is very sleek, like the album, the, the the music itself is very sleek, the artwork is very like DIY, you know? It's very, it's like, it's not like a very, it's not a striking image. It's not, it's just, it's very simple, you know? And I, I looking at it now, like, it makes me respect the album even more
0: it's it's simple it's a simple idea yet it means more things it's what you might call elegant like the mathematics of it like, like it's a simple idea but it means more like they're they're you know, i always use this example like in art school they're like draw an apple without drawing an apple like imply an apple so they're the, like what is this it looks you know if you focus in on on this like kitchen appliance <laughs> like what is this dope you know car from the year 3000 no it's a fucking kitchen mixer meaning like this simple thing is actually has much more meaning and it's and even though it's a simple appliance it's a mixer and that's what they use to make the album like they're mixing these sounds together
1: and all that. it's a kind of i don't know i think it's brilliant oh damn yeah. <laughs> you're a damn poet my friend uh, like the way they move in
0: and out sounds, they fade in and move out sounds uh, is just like that. They're using a mixer to do it. They're fading in this, this part and fading, in, fading out the next and like, and it's it's so it's, it's symbolic of how they made the album. I think it's beautiful.
1: Absolutely. You yeah. know, I, when we do our year end list in, <gasps> de- in December, remind me, ask me how I feel about risotto. Okay.
0: Are you implying that you might revisit this one?
1: I, I certainly am. Yeah. I, okay. Because uh, I, I made I made the fatal error of going into it expecting, you know, like one thing.
0: Uh huh. Expecting this under that. Yeah. Yeah. Is it because I said, "Oh, if you liked Crystal Method, go enjoy this." Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I. I, I I, I realize that it's a dangerous... Because that makes sense to me. And even you, when you pulled it up on your Spotify, it was like suggested albums or related searches. Yeah, they were like number metal. one. Yeah, so that that makes sense to me. But but if you... It's not... It, it's quite different. But, but I even appreciate that you can uh, uh, contrast the two. If you notice the difference, then we're doing something right here. Like if yeah. you can tell the difference between it. Yeah, all right, good. Because you ha- you're, you're developing the vocabulary for this. It's
1: called the Mimos Ear, you know. Yes, the Mimos Ear, baby. Uh, And and (laughs) you know, and I think it was just because I, I think Vegas was in my top three. Yeah, I think it was your third or something. Because I really would like, really was connected to that album. You know, I just, uh, you know, and so coming into I was like I said I was expecting Vegas Part Two, and it was different. Um, Yeah. And so I'm I'm excited to go back to it with a fresh pair of ears and. Okay, feel about it. Cool, cool, cool. (laughs) This week, kicking off the year, yeah, with a bang. Uh, we've got the mighty Pantera, Pantera bread, Pantera bread, yeah, mm, Pantera bread bowl. Mm.
0: <laughs> I like their sourdough. Um, <laughs> vulgar display of power, is that right?
1: Um, yes, celebrating its 30th anniversary this year. We got Pan- that's right. Pantera in yeah. February.
0: We're display of power. Uh, and in contrast to uh, Risotto's elegant uh, uh, borderline pornographic photo shoot of a, of a KitchenAid mixer, we have someone just being fucking slugged in the face <laughs> on the cover of this. And it just says, Pantera! And uh, the designer in me hates the uh, Pantera logo because the A is slightly bigger than the P and it really bums me out. Uh <laughs> And then they go, they go from a scratchy sans serif pantera to uh, a, v- a decidedly serif red vulgar display of power with a backdrop. Anyways, but the photo of someone getting slugged in the face is pretty impactful. Uh, pun <laughs> the intended. vulgar
1: display of power, we must say, is in like Times New Roman as well. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, a very serif red font. Yeah. Looks like the font from uh, <laughs> The Devil's Advocate or whatever.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh my God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so so Elliot what did you think of vulgar display of tech power
0: well I popped this one on to give it my spin for the in, with my mimo's ear and uh it took me on a trip man um woo ah uh, <laughs> like, like we start off and we're, we're just, we're just kind of kicking some ass um mouse for war I guess is the first track um I had heard walk before I had heard walk like that was
1: the, the,
0: the, the one I that was when I thought you you use. that that I guess trudgy march metal like um, and I had heard that one before and um, I'd actually heard a lot of Pantera uh, um, because in the drum and bass world uh, all these drum and bass heads are big metal fans um, and there's a lot of overlap there because of like the, the I think the drum patterns are very interesting and like there's a lot of really sharp crispy drums on this one uh, and like and, and they're changing up the rhythms a lot uh, in in Pantera. like time signatures and and uh, and like uh, you know they're going double time and like breaking it down and then like you get the double kick bass and all this and and a lot of good tom work and uh, um so I was listening to a lot of the drums and um you know of course the guitar and all that and like waiting for the bass could have heard more bass I think the production was th- threw me a little bit um but not not but it didn't um. Didn't stop me from just headbanging in my apartment and like and walking around, uh, really enjoying it. Uh, when, when, when did when did you first listen to this one?
1: So, Pantera was cool. So, aside from having like possibly like one of the cooler band names, yeah, out there, Pantera. That just kicks ass.
0: It kicks um, some ass, yes.
1: Um. So yeah. Uh. So Pantera. I mentioned last time. They're from North Texas, uh, from the Arlington area. That's near, like, Dallas, uh, if, uh, if you're listening out of... Uh, you're not familiar with the state. Uh, started off as a glam metal band. Uh, so, like... Using, really? Yeah. There's there's pictures, uh, and I'll drop them in the chat. Um, oh, boy.
0: I'm excited to no. know. Um,
1: really? Yeah. Because,
0: like, They're this album is so self-serious, it seems to be.
1: These guys, like, they were hundred percent glam metal let me see copy image oh wow oh my so so these guys were you know teens early 20s heavily influenced by, by you know bands like Van Halen Black Sabbath you know so they had you know the spandex they had the big teased out hair uh, they, a, lot, they, of, they a just, lot of a lot of leopard print yeah <laughs> Wow and and so the two the, the, the band is comprised of, of two brothers so you have Dimebag Daryl uh, who played guitar and uh, you have Vinnie Paul who who is on the drums um, and then you had rounding out the rhythm section you had Rex Brown and then um, Phil Anaselmo on vocals Um. so Really, I I feel like the creative forces behind the band were were Dimebag and and Vinny. So these guys they started, you know, shifting their musical taste to more more hardcore, more punk influenced uh, bands like uh, Metallica, who who at the time was playing thrash. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. I, I I was I was listening to this one. Sorry to sidebar you. Uh, no, it's okay. I was I was like what because I heard a lot of Metallica in here and, to my untrained metal ear but like when did Master of Puppets come out and I looked back and I was like 86 Yeah. so like years before this one
1: yeah so they were huge Metallica fans um, and so they decided to change change their sound and uh, with the album that came out before this you had Cowboys from Hell um, okay. came out in 1990 so two years before this one they Started like working on this, like it's they call it like now it's called groove metal, mm. which is which is kind of like slow down, slow down riffs. I think Pantera really like really pioneered you know really aligning the bass and the guitar on top of each other, yes. So, you know, as as badass of a guitarist that Dimebag Daryl is, and I think as of right now, Dimebag is the greatest guitar player that we featured on the show so far oh wow okay both like even even surpassing zach wilde um from no more tears uh ozzy's album who is a huge you know dime bag uh collaborator and and, and fan um so where did i first listen to pantera um 99.5 kiss in san antonio uh, a radio station I've talked about at length and mm-hmm. wrote about. Um, they played. They played this love. One of my favorite tunes. Standout track. Uh, and
0: yeah.
1: I remember being really blown away by the, the like ping pong vocals. You know, like. Mm-hmm. You take this love, this love, child, love, boy. Yeah, you know, and yeah, when I was like a teen, like a preteen, probably when I first heard it, I thought that was the coolest thing ever.
0: It's that call and response, like, oh, this is the audience's part to chant back at the band and all that, which is I can't imagine going to see a Pantera show in '92 and like losing your goddamn shit, chanting this love, which would be dope. Yeah.
1: And so that's where I first heard Pantera. Did you ever, did you listen to him much before this or just from in passing?
0: Uh, in passing, like, I'm a, you know, um, the metal that I've, like, gotten into, like, I really dig. I'm a, I like me some Metallica um, and, and, like, I could never, and uh, I was saying earlier, like, I, I, I don't know the difference really between, like, Pantera and Slayer and all these other guys. Like, I, I don't really know. Um, but I do like the, I'm um, not a big like double kick guy, which so they they use sparingly on this album, truly, like the, 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 the double kick thing, the, the, sparingly. Because I, I think it's, it's just not, somehow it's unpleasing because it's just building up, but it doesn't really, you, you lose, if you lose, if you, the kick is meant to be followed by the snare and if you're, if you're just double basing, it, it's constantly elevating the rhythm and you don't get the, uh, like the crescendo and then like the fall to the snare, yeah. So it's so there's something like that doesn't please my ADD weird rhythm brain about it. But um, so I had I had gathered uh walk, you know. I think I'd have heard that one, but other than that, nothing off this album have I heard before. Um, and like so, they're kind of in like the 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 muddy depths of my metal knowledge. So I don't really know them too much. I I I. I I kind of just know Metallica really seems to me.
1: I mean, if you're going to know one, I mean that's the one to know. I mean, they're so much, I mean, Pantera arguably wouldn't have been influenced to change their sound if it wasn't for Master of Puppets or Ride the right. Lightning. You know. Right, right, right. Um but no, it's this one, this one's great. I mean, I think Metal Metal has a very like complicated relationship with with popular music you know it's like i I think because i think it's because you know the imagery of metal you know like the teased out hair the satanic imagery i think that frightens away of a lot of of a lot of just like casual like listeners so that they see like pantera like their big logo is a marijuana leaf you know like oh was it Mm -hmm. yeah oh okay you know and i think you know heavy metal like gets a bad rap you know always has you know it's always you know they're worshiping satan you know or they're sacrificing animals live on stage no they're not you know it's just
0: yeah it's well i think that there's there's the aggression but beyond that there's the stigma the satan thing or all that which is you know kind of mostly bullshit and then, like, there's. I think it's just music that kind of requires or demands your attention. Yeah. Like, you're not gonna be able to put this on casually at a dinner party wow. or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. And you're meant to play it loud. Like one of the uh, like I, I was watching clips on YouTube and all this, and like one of the one of the best comments I saw was like, like, boy, I sure hope my neighbors love this album as much as I do because I'm playing <laughs> it, you know, at eleven, and like, so you have to listen to it too. Which is, I think the the whole idea behind it. Yeah. And, Maybe it's the aggression that turns people off, but like, uh, or whatever. There's, there's a mental stigma it seems to
1: be. Absolutely, um, you hit the nail on the head. And I think with Texas music, which I which I ta- I touched on last time, you know, I think like Texas tends to folk. Te- Texas has like created this identity as being like country and blues. So like, yeah, when they when you think guitar heroes from Texas, you think like. You think of like, country, like folk blues, so you think like Lightning Hopkins, um, and like Blind, Lemon, um, uh, Blind Lemon Jefferson, uh, you, then you get electric blues, you have Steve Ray Vaughan, Freddie King. And then you think of country and you just, you know, take a pick, you know, but I think in like the world of guitar heroes and Texas guitar heroes in particular, I think Dimebag Daryl is absolutely – top five for me. Like, what about that? I didn't know they were from Texas. Yeah. They, see, like, they're, they're not really, like, claimed. It's weird. Like, it's like, huh? It, and I think just because it's like a metal thing, you know? Uh, I think it's just because it's, 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 it's very, it can be very, like, niche in a lot mm-hmm. of ways, which is sad because I think, you know, Pantera, they're highly influential. Like, you listen to a lot of, like, like, modern day, like, hardcore stuff. Like, you can hear, like, their sound you know and uh you, you mentioned the way the album the al- this album is like mixed like high you know like it, very extreme yes yeah um does does
0: I, te- does, te- does the texas music community not want to stand behind their metal roots and all that Cause it seems like that as a, as a as a music historian especially in texas metal and all that like is it just the stigma evading everything like uh
1: I think I really do think so. I mean, cause there's, there's such a, there's a rich history uh, of heavy metal in Texas in cities like, you know, Austin, Houston, San Antonio, you know, Corpus and you know, Arlington. Uh, I did. I remember speaking with someone from San Antonio and, and I asked them about Pantera and I think it, it's because there's, they're from they're so far away like Dallas is like a whole from where we are in Austin Dallas is like three and a half hours from San Antonio it's you know nearly five hours. So it's a whole other world, you know' We're quite quite spread out yeah I, I do think there there's a very real missed opportunity uh, for for metal history um, throughout the state, you know because there's there's been some really like really special, really influential movements that have happened. Um, and they tend to just kind of like not be acknowledged, which is which is unfortunate. Um,
0: is there another state that gets like the metal glory, like Florida or New York or some bullshit?
1: Florida, I would say Florida, especially Florida. with like death metal. I, I i was reading I was reading a book called Lords of Chaos, which uh, uh it's about like the Norwegian black metal scene. Yeah, um, yeah,
0: yeah. And I've I've heard stories of that shit too, man, which is pretty. That's talk like, about talk about Satan worshiping. Like they get they get pretty hard over there, man.
1: That's yeah. That that that's like a whole like way of life. Um, <laughs> but and I always like to give in the authors' names. Forgive me, um, Michael Moynihan and Diedrich Soderlund. Um, they were <laughs> they were lords of chaos. And in the book, they talk about how death metal can be traced back to two cities. Mm -hmm. it's like like someplace in like eastern europe okay in tampa florida (laughs) tampa yeah wow and it's there's two you know opposite you know parts of the world but yeah like metal really i guess was embraced is embraced in florida um yeah, and I, I think that's that's really interesting. So, I, if, if we're going to talk metal, I would say definitely Florida.
0: Interesting. That's so weird. I'm kind of from Florida, and it, it sucks ass. But like, uh, there is a pretty big metal uh, scene there. Uh, about the production, can we talk about it? So, so listening to this, like, it, it sounds a little, um, you know, it, it's certainly loud and uh, maximized, but it's extreme, like parabolically where like the lows are very low and the highs are very high especially in walk like the, the snare made me like flinch like um yeah <laughs> like which is fine Um, and then like the the vocals are over here and, then, and I, I can this, I can just like, I can very uh, I was able to very much very much hear the production and I was like kind of longing for a bit more reverb, which is odd. But like, because like, like the vocals have some reverb, but the, but nothing else does. The the guitar, like the fuzzy guitar, is like right there, one hundred percent maxed out in the mix. And then so is that snare. It's like hitting you. And then the vocals have a little reverb, but like. Oh, I'm like, oh, okay. They're just not in the same room. Like, like, what, what? How high is the ceiling in this room? Like, I wanted to be able to hear that. Talk about like room noise and stuff like that. Like, I, I kind of wanted it to be a little more. Wanted it to be. I don't know. I'm not like giving. I'm not I'm about to critique this album production, but like, I just wanted to hear this album live. Truly. Yeah. Like, I wanted to hear it in the in a hall with fucking metalheads losing their shit.
1: There's um there's some good live recordings like on Spotify that I would totally recommend because I. T- I totally understand what you're saying. It's a hot album, you know, like, so like Dimebag was like, famous for playing solid state amplifiers. So guitar amplifiers, you have solid state and you have like tubes.
0: Tube, tube um, right. T- tube, uh, was, tubes have the reverb?
1: Tubes are known for their warmer tone.
0: Yeah. Warmer tone. Okay. Yeah.
1: Which... A reverb on a like a reverb on like a like a Fender Silverface amp. Mm, you can't beat that. That's like
0: <laughs> love it.
1: It's it's just it just sends chills sends chills shivers down.
0: Wow! Cut cut
1: cut. Look we'll at that. Chins. Blah, 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 blah.
0: Wow. Was one more time. This time with feeling.
1: Sends shivers down your spine. You know.
0: Oh. Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh solace amplifiers not so much they're hot they're they're gamey they're known for their like uh high output and it's it's not a very personally it's not a very like desirable guitar tone okay but it's what made pantera pantera
0: got it so they're like they're using like uh maxed out amps like to get like just like the fuzz the idea of these notes but like they're not too worried about like you don't like. Rarely do you hear like a string plucked, and until you get to the, their frankly lesser like ballady tunes, but like yeah. it's just like they just want tone, like they just want that. Is that kind of what they're going
1: for? Yeah, I think they're really they're just going for that. They're pushing that crunchiness, that high, Crunchy. Album, like yep. and that's I mean that's what people come to. I know personally, me. I mean, it. The I feel like Dimebag's tones. Um, they they certainly uh, certainly like become a little bit more warmer in their following albums, like Far Beyond Driven, and then after that one, uh, the Great Southern Trendkill, which are both really good. Um, and the, the, the I feel like they add a little bit more bass to his guitar tone.
0: Yeah, it's very trouble heavy. Yeah, uh, I was thinking back to like in the in the '80s and '90s, like mastering e- equalizers for for metal. where, like you, like peak up that high, so it rips your ear your, your drums out. But then like just the bass. I, I wanted more bass, and maybe my headphones are shit. I don't know. I wanted there's, more bass on this. one.
1: There's, there's not a lot of it to be found on this one. So I, I, I totally, oh, true. Yeah, like there's, it's really just that high, high gain uh guitar that that dime really like really pioneered and i really like that he you you kind of get we're talking about like texas guitars i really like how especially like in walk which that's that's the big one on this album you know and, yeah. and for, rightfully so the song yeah. uh, so. the guitar solo did you hear like a little like a little like country flair in the guitar the guitar solo I suppose a little bit yeah 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 and and what's so neat is like you watch you watch videos and I if if the listener hasn't picked up on it yet I'm a huge Dondack girl like Stan I I just seems to be absolutely just I I always really loved him Um, and you know just watching him play live like he just it just looks so just like it's nothing you know but the things he's doing are like virtuoso level guitar where it's just it, it 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 really it truly is like um it truly is just like such a such a treat to have even because we've we've sadly lost Steinbag. oh no yeah he he passed uh in 2004 and, uh we lost vinny a couple years ago um so rex and oh. phil are the only surviving members um so yeah. it's it's really a treat to have so many videos of him playing because he just he just it, yeah. no, it just it just looks so natural and if you're gonna watch watch a video i would totally recommend watching um Watching the band perform their song "Domination" off Cowboys from Hell uh, in Russia, they're playing for like one million, uh, 1 million Ru- uh, Russians. Uh, opening for Metallica, actually, um, and it's just the most kick-ass five minutes like you can you can imagine. It's just really cool. So, um, where
0: where does where does Pantera um, place in like your Metal Hall of Fame? Like uh, I put I
1: put them in top ten.
0: Well, like who's above and who's below them?
1: Uh, if they're not, they might make the top five.
0: Okay, so we're we're talking mid list then. What about like
1: in Texas? In Texas, I definitely would argue that they're the most well known Texas metal band of all time. I'm not I'm
0: not asking about well known. I'm asking about your opinion. Like, what? Like- my
1: opinion. Hmm.
0: Well, or maybe like European uh, plus like influence and blah, blah, blah. Because like, I, I don't know my hierarchy. I just know my Metallica. That's about it. But like where on the list, on the spectrum of metal um, importance is uh, a Pantera compared to your Slayers and your Metallicas and your uh, whoever the hell
1: else? That's a, that's a great question. Um, Slayer is probably a little bit higher up. I
0: heard people, people 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 like cut Slayer to their fucking arms and stuff like that. They're, the fan base is insane, right?
1: Slayer Slayer is very important. Um, so like they started they started doing like the thrash the thrash down, which is essentially like metal and punk combined. It's like metal ripping with like punk um, drumming kind of thing, really fast paced,
0: super fast. So there's like, there's a couple of thrash tunes on here,
1: right? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, effing hostile yes i said yeah. effing i'm sorry uh is it's on okay
0: there. all right captain um. pg <laughs> i'm the one with the kid uh i like that one too and uh uh fucking hostile has, yeah um, thank you <laughs> one of the one of the best you're so sweet you don't want your dog to hear it. uh has one of the best uh one two three four uh i've ever heard in my entire life
1: like, oh, yeah,
0: we're going like, we're into this. Where's that fucking track three? Like, woo, we're getting into it. Track four, okay.
1: Um, yeah. One, so, two, three, four. And then, so talked about this love. Um, the one, I know that like the bow stuff is is kind of like hit and miss, but what did you think of Hollow?
0: Um, I thought Hollow lived up to its name. Not a fan. Uh, there's a couple tracks on this album that sounded like they were recorded at a very different time and, and even years later and it sounded like they, was in, they were in a different room and like and like, well, if you're going to be stripped down and there's no ceiling and you're right in my ear, don't make the whole album like that and then some of them, they're doing these, I didn't like the ballady stuff, I didn't like the, you know, the, I guess every metal album has to have a ballad on it, but I don't know, I don't like those rules, but like in this one kind of, uh, like, I was immediately turned off by Hollow until I started getting fucking rock and rolling, or metally and all that, which I had done. Um, but like, yeah, uh, I really liked uh, Live in a Hole. That's um, just because like the drums were insane and like like and like uh, just the way the drummers like switching up the tempos and all that, which was was great, 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 great.
1: I always thought Vinny's drums sound like he's like. It, I don't think anyone's drums sound like him. Like I feel like they're just like. He's not even hitting drums. He's hitting like like tin pads a lot. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, they're
0: quite metallic. In yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: And I think I think that just speaks to, you know, Pantera really just trying to be the most like extreme sounding um, group out there. And yeah, the cool thing is like I think you can like you can trace. Pantera to like a a Texas band like a a Texas guitar band like ZZ Top. You know, they both had that swagger. Um, Yeah. Billy Gibbons, the guitarist from ZZ Top, is known for his uh, pinch harmonics and his squeals, and that's all over this album. Um, And so I would... If you were to do a tour with like Well, I mean, we've lost multiple members from both bands. If you were to have done a tour, I think that would have been absolutely epic and I would have been there in a heartbeat
0: uh um Zita Z- 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 Top and Pantera oh yeah it's just a guitar guitargasm
1: but yeah it'd just be like a just like 100% just guitar night if I would I would still be there for it excellent but yeah well I'm, I'm glad you I'm glad you enjoyed Pantera I thought it'd be a good album to like really just like kick the year in the ass and just really yeah
0: you know, we're starting off with a cool cool uh a moose bush, I guess they call it, or like a little palate cleanser. But like also, like we're getting into the intensity of it, and like uh, I dig it. They dig admit um, it's definitely one I will return to because I feel like I didn't spend enough time with it. I will hope you return to fluke uh, as well. But like um, uh, fluke requires like a glass of wine, be just sitting down and considering it. But like, but but Tara, like I want to listen to it. Um, I want to listen to it like really loud on a speaker with people, and like see how people react to it. Like I think that's the magic here.
1: I think it's. I think you're you're totally right, and I think it's what like draws a lot of people to to metal is like that camaraderie you feel when listening to totally badass metal music with your friends. You're like, oh shit, you know? <laughs> yeah.
0: We I even mean, talked about the the, the the lyrics, like, because it, it's it's almost like a manifesto about like how unjust is this world, and like and like let, let's fucking fight back and all that. Um, and like, and also like, I don't know the idea of a bunch of long-haired metalheads chanting "respect," yeah. like, what does it mean to me? Respect. <laughs> like, like, I love that. Um, and because and, and, like the, the 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 messaging seems to be, you know, besides this love, which is awesome by the way, but it's clearly like a broken-hearted, you know, kind of love tune, like "Love Hurts" kind of thing. Um, it's more like the messaging here is like why can't we get along? i was just like yelling at each other, which is kind of awesome. And yeah, like, of course you'd be upset that we're not getting along. And I think it's poignant. So.
1: You know, you kind of blew my mind. Uh, when we, when we started our experimental electronica rock and roll band, yes, we need to do some, we need to do a set where we somehow start off with Aretha's or, um, Pantera's walk and then we oh, do we mash like, them up respect and then Pantera's walk oh man like you can do like R-E-S-B-E-C walk <laughs> walk R-E-S-B-E-C, walk I'm not new to me I mean that'd be Listen, bad at-
0: listeners do you see what just happened <laughs> listeners we just had a breakthrough with Jake he's realizing what DJs do and he's getting it. Do you see how I'm stretching those ears? He's getting it!
1: Yay! He's, he's putting
0: it together. <laughs> Don't fake claps. All right. <laughs> That's my Zoom clap. It's going <laughs> to... It you got to do the Zoom clap. I know. It spikes the mic and all that, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, well, thank you, Jake, for giving me uh, Pantera Pantera bread.
1: Thank, thank you. And it, get it with clam chowder. It's great. you know. Ugh, clam chowder. Oh, you don't like clam chowder?
0: I don't like. I don't like fish soup, dude. That's hurtful.
1: What? <laughs> oh, all right, so my what father you, what was fish soup. <laughs> what do you got for me next week,
0: dude? I don't even know. Okay, today I I re, I redid my list. Uh, I have thirty albums on the on the ready. Uh, I do better when I play off of you, but if you want me to go, I can go. For our next episode, I don't know. What are you thinking? Where, where's your vibe at? Where's your head at?
1: I, I know the band I want to do, but I don't know. the. I wish I had like a greatest hits, honestly.
0: Don't um, do greatest hits. That's just, that should uh, be illegal. <laughs> That's truly, the don't do
1: That's the one rule. Yeah,
0: I don't like that. I don't like that. We can do, we can do. you can do compilations. You can do DJ mixes, but I don't think we should do greatest hits. Like that. Isn't that
1: a cheat? That's a cheat. That's a cheat. Okay. 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 I think I got it.
0: You want to go first, then it helps. Yeah, me out. I'll dive in first. Okay.
1: Okay. I, I I think I'm just gonna do this one. I'm gonna.
0: I want you to be excited about it, though. You want me to go first? Will that ignite you more?
1: No, I, cause I got. I, I've been. I've been thinking about this one, cause there's so many of their. So many of their, um, so many of their um, songs I like are. From different albums and I'm actually going to be um, uh, breaking Sip and Mimo's uh, ground new ground on this one. Oh, what do you mean what is it that? what can that possibly mean <laughs> okay, here we go okay okay uh, alright so um, n- next week's episode uh, uh-huh. is, is a band that I've been listening to a ton of lately uh, and I think they're I think they're one of those, like, I mentioned, like, last time about, you know, one of those 90s bands, like, why haven't you talked about them yet? Like, they are the 90s. Oh. Um, And I'm actually kind of, I'm doing something a little different this time. This is a live album. (gasps) Okay. That they they just released um, in honor of their uh, shows in August 1996, where they played to 250,000 fans. So the concert was recorded in 1996. Okay, but the album was released last year. Okay, so we're listening to the concert that took place in '96. Okay, okay, I'll I'll allow it. (laughs) Maybe we don't have to. These rules are flexible. Yeah, it's all good. (laughs) This is that's why I said it was it was a sip of memos first. Okay,
0: I'm quite curious.
1: Okay. Uh, So I'm kind of I'm kind of cheating this time, but I think it's a really I think it's a really great live album. Okay, and it's by a band I've been listening to a ton of lately. Um, I'm really excited to to have them on the 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 podcast. So I'd like to welcome (coughs) the Gallagher brothers, Noel and Liam. Oh wow! Uh, from Oasis. Uh, and we're gonna be talking about Nebworth.
0: 1996 Nebworth uh uh-huh. Oasis Nebworth uh uh-huh. uh uh-huh. Nebworth oh boy oh there's a film Mhm Should I watch the film as
1: well? I don't know if it's streaming. I don't the Draft House had it playing and I wanted to go so bad but
0: I'll go with you bad.
1: man. If it's still streaming I'll look it up. I would love to I've been wanting to see it.
0: Okay, cool. Well, you know what I'm going to do? you do a live album too? Yeah. Ooh, okay, this is going to be cool. And, fantastic. Um okay, so okay. Um and this is also bending the rules a little bit. In October 2007, or sorry, uh, October 2001, um uh an album with <laughs> a live recording called Alive 1997 was released. It's by a band called Daft Punk.
1: Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> welcome back we of, like we look like a bunch of like seals
0: like playing <laughs> all right alive 97
1: this is this is one of those albums that's honestly been on my radar for a long time
0: um <laughs> i worry it's gonna be a lot of homework stuff revisited um but it's but you're gonna get to listen to them for 45 50 minutes nonstop. um Playing their jams and like and like mixing them together and stuff like that. And it's gonna be a beautiful taste of what how this music is meant to be listened to. Like it's meant to be overlapped and continuous, and you're not supposed to stop dancing the entire time. So that's awesome.
1: So it's it's like one on, on Spotify, it's one song, but 45 minutes. Correct. Wow.
0: <clears throat> yeah, it is a set by Def Punk. You seem bewildered.
1: That's that's freaking cool, though.
0: <laughs> yes, it is quite cool. Yeah. It's a live recording of them in 97.
1: I wanted to get to do, like, what's the story? Morning Glory or mm-hmm. definitely maybe. But there's songs that I love on both that I'm just like, ah, and they're all on this live album. Um, okay. And the Galaga Brothers are just so, so charismatic. They're just so good. Are they,
0: aren't they fucking like dickheads? <laughs> they are. They are. They're so funny. Like, Sorry. f and dickheads. I hope you didn't hear that. Jake's dog.
1: <laughs> is a family show. <laughs> 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 Her name is based off an alcoholic beverage. <laughs> I know. What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> All right, Pantera. Well,
1: I All think right. I, now that we've got we've got our assignments, I think that's going to do it for yes. episode one of season three. Yeah. Welcome back, everyone! Uh, it's going to be an awesome year. It's going to be back in the. It's going to be back in the Sip and Memo Studios. Yes. Um, Ellen, I know Ellen and I have gotten ex- a lot of exciting things coming your way this year. So, thank you for listening. Thank you for coming back, and uh, excited to start lay, laying some stuff down. Lay it down.
0: Oh, Jacob. Oh yeah. uh, Also, Ethan Embry, if you're listening, come on the show, uh, and tell us about your favorite. Uh, Daft Punk album, <laughs> or whatever whatever you were listening to in the '90s. I'm sure you got a badass discography of stuff that you're into.
1: even very we, curious. Ethan then we have a mic with your name on it for the entire 2022.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs>
0: all right, Jake. Thank you all so right, much, bro. man. And uh and to all the Sipping Me Bros out there, thanks for listening. I but, love that.
1: Oh my god, I love
0: that. Hashtag Me Bros. <laughs> it's not too like gender specific i don't know <laughs>
1: <laughs> to me it might be bros uh, <laughs> i'm i'm gonna go watch eternals because it just dropped on disney plus so yes please oh my god because i'm curious what you think of that uh, more nonsense. on that next time
0: okay cool all right all right jake what well, uh like we always say as always stay sipping. stay sipping.